thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. Dr. Kelly is currently leading us through a series entitled An Unstoppable Movement. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18 that he would build his church and nothing, not even the gates of hell, would be able to stop it. Here at New Hope, we're experiencing exactly what Jesus so clearly promised about his church. The gospel is spreading. The word of God is being preached all over the world. And God is using his people to advance his unstoppable kingdom in the Carolinas, Kenya, and around the world. So let's dial in as we listen to the Word of God preached from our senior pastor, Dr. Benji Kelly. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, New Hope. Happy, happy birthday. And uh, I'm, I'm, thank you for standing because I'm going to ask everybody to stand. That's perfect. I want to I do something. As we welcome all of the campuses, I'm talking about the Columbia campus, and I'm so thrilled that Pastor Mike Bell has been added to that team. I'm talking about my peeps down in the Sand Hills at the Sanford campus. North Raleigh campus just had their very first group link last week. I'm talking about the Daughters of the King. We are back with them at North Carolina Correctional Institute campus. The Garner campus, love your heart, Garner. The Internet television campus, Coffee House campus. That takes place upstairs here at our central campus. And because of you, we have room downstairs. And last but not least, those of you in the uh, Durham Main Worship Center here, welcome. And here's what I want us to do. I'm glad you stood. I want us to sing happy birthday (laughs) to New Hope Church. And uh, I want to ask all the campus pastors, if you're around, hopefully you're around, uh, won't you, <laughs> want you and the worship leaders to get on the stage together. And uh, I want to have a global moment here. Just had this idea uh, just in the last few days that we could just have a global moment where we sing together happy birthday to New Hope Church. What do you say? You down with it? Yeah. All right. I got Pastor Fuller here. I know you were wanting me to do a solo, but you know what? I think I'm going to let him help me. Come on, Pastor Fuller. Take it away. Know. There's still time. <laughs> here we go, everybody. Ready? Happy birthday to you. Come on, church. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear new hope. Happy birthday. You can be seated. So glad you are here today. Hey, just real quickly, uh, next Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. And I just wanted to say for just a moment to everybody two things. One is bring a bunch of cans of soup. We're getting into the colder months. There are people all over the geographical areas around all of our campuses who are hungry. And why don't we just bring thousands of cans of non-perishable food items? That's number one. And number two, wear your favorite football jersey. And it doesn't have to be the Seahawks or those cheating patriots. Anyway. Oh, 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 by the way, I am preaching from a deflated Bible today. It's it's deflated to about 12.5 pounds. And I'm hoping it will be just easier for you to grasp. 
You know what I'm trying to say to you. You know what I'm trying to say to you. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Hey, um, talking about birthdays, man, t- true story. A mom just recently told me she said she was uh, tucking her little boy into bed, little, little tiny, little tight. She's tucking him into bed, and it was his birthday, and um, it was also storming outside. So she hugs him, and she kisses him, and she says goodnight. And as she walks over to cut the light off and exit his room, he says with a cracking voice, Mom, can you, can you please sleep with me tonight? So she walks back over and she goes, why, honey? He said, well, it's my birthday, but I'm, I'm also scared because of the thunderstorm outside. And she said, oh, honey, I can't. I can't. He, he, he said, why, mom? She said, because I need to sleep with your daddy in daddy's bedroom. And she started to walk out. And about that time, there was a pause. And he goes, big sissy. That has absolutely nothing to do with my message, but it it does have something to do with birthdays. Hey, open up your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. And I have preached all kinds of messages on Vision Day for 13 years now. Um, And most of them are challenging and looking toward the future and all of that kind of stuff. And we're going to do some of that today, but I've got to follow the Holy Spirit. Is that okay with you? And what the Holy Spirit has led me to do more than anything today is just try my best to articulate my sincere gratitude for all of you. God led me to 1 Thessalonians 3 this week and I stumbled across a few verses where the Apostle Paul was basically trying to do the same thing to a church that he planted. And if you know the book of Thessalonians, and if you don't, you might want to take a few notes on your worship sheet, turn it over, or in your Bible. These are some great notes to take uh, on the margins of 1 Thessalonians, right there at the beginning of the book. 1 Thessalonians, if you don't know, those are the two of the oldest epistles in the New Testament. 1 and 2 Thessalonians. It's the oldest New Testament scripture we have. You might not know this. Older than the Gospels. Secondly, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians was written during Paul's second missionary journey. Thirdly, it was a church that was planted to reach new converts in the midst of a bustling seaport area in Macedonia. So Paul starts this church and in 1st Thessalonians 3, he's writing back because he had to leave them. And these are the words that he says that really just capture my heart today. But now Timothy has just returned, bringing us good news about your faith and love. Bringing us what? Good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visit with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. It gives us new life to know that you are what? That you are standing firm in the Lord. How we thank God for you. Here here are the three words. Here are the three words that I'm camping out on today. 
Say them with me. Because of you. Again, because of you. A little bit stronger. Come on, church. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Night and day, we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again to fill the gaps in your faith. Because of you. Because of you, the gospel is going out all over the world in unprecedented ways in the life and the history of this church. Because of you, the power of Jesus is pulsating through the ministries of this church and salvations are happening and discipleship is happening and people are reaching their destiny in Christ because of you. Secondly, because of the pastors and the staff of this church. I just want to express such gratitude to you first. Secondly, to the pastors and the staff of this church. I hope you know this. But we are surrounded by world-class pastors and staff who leave it on the field every single week for the cause of Christ. And you just clap for us, the pastors and staff. But what, what, what I want you to hear is us clapping for you because of you. Because of the pastors and the staff. And then thirdly, if it's okay with you, I, I just want to thank my wife. I want to thank my wife. Who is watching this at another campus because she just left to go catch another campus. But thank you, Amy Lynn. You have been my mainstay. You have been my rock at times. She, she has literally called me off the ledge at times. I mean, I was so naive when I started this church. I thought that it would get easier. It hasn't gotten any easier. And there have been times where she's called me off the ledge. There have been also times where, where she's pushed me off the ledge. Come on, come on. We need, we need both in our lives, right? We need people who do both in our lives. And baby, I love you and I thank you for always saying, hey, whatever God's calling you to do, I'm in heart and soul. Let's roll. And so I honor you, Amy Lynn, and we together. Yeah, yeah, we together. Just want to thank you. But everybody say, because of you. That's what I want to talk to us Today about because of you, our vision, our vision is just taking off more and more and more. And since we're in the last Sunday of this series, let's just camp out on the vision one more time. It is vision day after all. Out loud, really strong at all of our campuses. Ready? Go. The New Hope vision. Here it is. Go. We exist to reach people for Christ, teach believers the word of God, and release fully devoted followers and other churches to the glory of God. That is our vision. And so let's just talk about that today. Let's just talk about the way in which you are being the church and we are reaching people for Jesus. Just this past Thursday, I'm in my office and I am crunching 
numbers and survey results from the survey we took in 2014. You remember that? And you guys participated in unbelievable ways. And as the, the, the owner of this company, the survey company, is walking me through this, it hits me. I stopped dead in my tracks when he shares this information with me. 41% of the people at New Hope are here because of a personal invitation from a new hoper. 41%. So you can almost look at all of our worship centers, right? And you can almost cut it in half and realize that that group of people, they are here because of you. They are here because you cared enough to invest and invite them to a New Hope campus where they are growing in their faith and receiving Christ and becoming all that God wants them to be because of you. Here's another one that stopped me in my tracks. I still can't believe this. 19% of the new people are here as a result of driving by the building. Really? I guess we can call you folks drive-bys. I mean, it's crazy. But you know what? It does speak volumes. It does speak volumes to our facility teams at all of our campuses, right? Staff and lay folks who help the curb appeal of the campus and to make sure we are presenting to the world, come on church, a beautiful, beautiful, excellently cared for building to the glory and honor of Christ. I mean, come on. Can I just remind you that excellence matters? Why is Chick-fil-A absolutely killing it in our culture today? And they're not even opened on Sunday. How many of you are like me? Like whenever you really get a big time craving for Chick-fil-A, it's on Sunday. That is the enemy. You know what I'm trying to say? But, but we all love Chick-fil-A. Number one, their product is always good. It's fresh. Number two, their buildings are always clean. Number three, their professional service is second to none. Like, like what is it? What is it? My pleasure. Whatever you ask him to do, my pleasure. I went up to a Chick-fil-A the other day, and I walked up to the register, and the lady came up, and she started to say, can I take your order? And I said, I just want to let you know it is my pleasure to have you take my order. <laughs> I did, I did. She didn't know what in the world to say, man. It just stumped her up, right? But Chick-fil-A, and here's what's cool about this. I don't know if you've noticed this, but like... All kinds of people now at all kinds of different restaurants. I've even noticed it on our staff culture that when you talk to people now in the professional world, now many, many people are saying what? My pleasure. Because excellence is contagious. Excellence spreads. It's why we offer God an excellent, clean, professional children's and student ministries around this church. Why? Because excellence matters. It's why we offer a first-class, hospitable, first-contact environment, clean facilities, and wonderful life groups. Why? Because excellence matters. Here's Here's another reason why people come to this church, because of you. You put magnets on your car. You would not believe the number of people who tell me Sunday in and Sunday out that they're here because they saw magnets on the back of cars. You might be sitting there going, where can I get a magnet? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Right there in the chair in front of you. Grab one, grab two, grab three and slap them on your car and slap them on your neighbor's car in the name of Jesus. (laughs) 
You know what I'm trying to say? It's, it's, it's amazing. Here's another one. This just blows my mind. And, and, and all those should excite you, but I know this is going to rock you more than any of them. At least 6,400 people have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in 13 years. And, and those are conservative numbers because we never know how many really do. But 6,400 people will be in heaven because of you. Because you care enough to care. And because God's favor and anointing is on this church. That blows my mind. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. Because of you. Because of you and your generosity. We have invested over $2 million in the last four and a half years on establishing other campuses like Garner, Sanford, North Raleigh, Columbia, North Carolina Correctional Institute, and Kenya to reach, teach, and release because of you. You know what's really cool about this? We put all this money in these campuses. It costs you, some of you don't even know this, it costs us about five hundred to $750,000 to launch a campus. That's what it costs us. Within two years, most of these campuses, actually they're all on their way. Most of them are already doing it. Within two years, we have a, a financial multi-site model that within two years, those campuses are not only paying their bills, they're pouring back into our multi-site model so that they get to invest in future campuses just as we invested in them. Isn't that great? Unbelievable. And here's what I want to say before I move on to teach. And, and God just laid this on my heart very, very clear today. Because more than anything, I want to say because of you. But here's one little caveat that I need to just address real quickly. God just spoke this into my spirit this week like I've never heard him speak it before. We will not get where we need to go tomorrow doing what we've done to get here today. Did you follow that? In other words, what got us here today will not get us to where we need to go tomorrow as a church. If you haven't noticed, life is changing. Ministry is changing. Everything is changing. And we are going to have to do things differently if God is going to use us. You might remember week one of this series, I said this. We agree to do anything short of sin to reach people without Christ. If you believe it, say amen. I mean anything. We agree to do anything short of sin to reach people for Jesus Christ. And that anything is going to be changing drastically. We cannot become a church that grows complacent. We cannot become a church that starts to rest on our laurels. What got us here today will not get us where we need to go tomorrow. I'll put it this way this week. To reach people that no one else is reaching, we will have to do ministry that no one else is doing. Hello. To do what, church? Come on. I want you to just say that out loud with me so it starts to get inside your bones. Ready? Go. To reach people that no one else is reaching, we will have to do ministry that no one else is doing. What that means is, as a church, we will have to grow more and more comfortable with taking risk. With actually taking risk and trusting God by faith that when we step out of the boat, hello, God will catch us. 
Or as, as I might say today, as we step out on the tightrope. As we step out on the tightrope. Does anybody remember what you were doing on June 22nd, 2013? I doubt it. Maybe this will help you. Did you happen to watch on June 22nd, 2013, a man by the name of Nick Walenda? Y'all did, some of you. Walk on a tightrope two inches wide, 1,500 feet above the floor of the Grand Canyon. He walked across the Grand Canyon with no safety net. Hello. They asked him why. He said his grandfather by the name of Carl Wallenda, who actually died tight roping it in Puerto Rico between two sky-rise buildings in 1973, this grandfather raised their kids to do tight rope walking without a safety net. They asked him, why do you walk without a safety net? He said, because it gives you a false sense of security. I wonder what it would look like for us to step out in 2015 and beyond. I wonder what it would look like in 2013 and 2015 and beyond for the next 13 years if we were to take risks like this. I want you to just grasp Hold your chair, because I don't know about you, but on June 22nd, 2013, as I watched this, I freaked out. But not only did he do it, he praised the name of Jesus every step of the way. Check this out. Lord, help this cable to calm down. <laughs> Command it in your name, Jesus, with the authority of God. Praise you. Praise you, Jesus. I'm good. Looks spectacular. Eleven and a half minutes. Nick is now at the halfway point of this walk. Okay. You don't have to tell me how long I'm on the wire. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Discovery Channel, for believing in me. You take your time. Man. I am. I love when they told him how long he had been out there. He goes, you don't have to tell me how long I've been out here. It broke all Discovery Channel's previous TV ratings. Over 13 million people in 217 countries tuned in to this deal. Now, am I saying as a church that we're going to get out and start a ministry called tightrope walking? No. Count me out if we do. Right? But what I am saying is that if we are going to move into the next 13 years of ministry, we are going to have to do things that no one else is doing if we are going to reach people that no one else is reaching. Can I get an amen? amen. Now go to the second one. Let's talk about teach a little bit today. Let's talk about teach. Because of you at all of our campuses, the Word of God 
is being taught to all of our campuses, to television ministry, on the internet because of you. I'm thinking particularly of all of the staff and volunteers who work tirelessly to literally take the word of God and take it up to the cloud as it were. So that we can then bring it down, draw it down to all of the campuses. I'm thinking about the staff and the volunteers who put on a first class television ministry and an internet campus and ministry that broadcasts all over the globe. Because of you, the word of God is doing exactly what the prophet Isaiah said that it would do so long ago. Out loud together. Come on, church. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. Come on, here we go. So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. This is what God's word says about the word. It will not what? It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I what? Sent it. Because of you, church. Because of you. Because of your generosity. Because of all the people who serve tirelessly to make this happen. Because of you, the word of God is being proclaimed. And I just wanted to thank you. And before I move on to the release component, I wanted to ask you, would you pray for me? Would you pray for me in 2015 and beyond? Would you do that? Would you as a church pray for your pastor? I'm going to ask you to do something bold. Would you, would you consider praying for me daily? Again, I used to think ministry would get easier. Most of you know I was in a, at a conference two weeks ago in Florida called The Gathering. And after one of the main sessions, a, a pastor came up to me and we started talking. He's from up north. And we had a great conversation. And when the conversation was over, and you know that moment when you kind of say bye, I just I looked at him and just felt led. And I say this to a lot of people. I said, will you pray for me? And he said, yes. And, and we, we parted ways. He ran me down last week. And he said, hey, wh- what's wrong, man? What's going on? Are you okay? I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you asked me to pray for you. What's up? I, I said, nothing. I I just need prayer. He, he assumed that because I asked for prayer that I, life must be in a major crisis. And I, I think that, this is what I thought. I think that people, maybe you do this, you look at me and you look at people like me and you look at a church like this and you look at my family and you, and you, might, you might have the false illusion that I don't need your prayers or that I don't need anything. And what I was trying to say to him, and what I just felt like to say to you on this vision day 13 is, I need prayer. And I'm not too proud to admit it. Like, I need lots of prayer. (laughs) I mean, I need all the prayer I can get to lead this church into the future. Amen? I need all the prayer I can get to be a good husband. Amen? 
I need all the prayer I can get to be the dad that I feel like God is calling me to be. I need all the prayer I can get to make it through this thing called life. Just like you need all the prayer you can get. And if you would just stand in the gap and pray for me, I would be so thankful. Would you, would you do that for me? Would you, would you pray for me on a regular basis? I love all the hands. Thank you. Thank, it, you have no idea how encouraging that is for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you, as I was reading Thessalonians this week, this is what Paul said. Remember Paul who said, because of you, he just kept saying, because of you, God's gospel is going forth at the end of that very same book. This is what Paul says. Rejoice always. What does it say? Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. But test them all. Test everything I ever say to you, by the way. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. And then look at what he says here. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, what does he say? Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for Amy Lynn and I. You want to bless me? Pray for my kids. Pray for our church. Pray for our staff. But please pray for me. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. Hello. On the count of three, I want you to turn to your neighbor. And give him a big old wet holy kiss. I am so kidding. That is... We we don't apply that much anymore, do we? But maybe, hey, there are people you kiss. There are people you kiss, right? Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. Read it out loud with me. Ready? Go. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you again. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. What? Be with you. Because of you. We're reaching our part of the world for the gospel. Because of you and your service and your generosity, we're teaching the word of God all over the planet. And the Bible says that it will not come back void or empty. Because of you, lastly today, I just wanted to talk about the way in which we are releasing all over the world. Fourteen missionaries just came back Friday night from Bohok, Haiti. I heard it was one of the best trips we have ever done. Would you give it up for the missionaries? Come on. In February, February 15th at 3 p.m., write that date down. We have an interest meeting for those who want to go to Kenya where, where, We launched New Hope Kenya on July 27th, 2014. Because of you, we've launched a campus in Kenya. Because of you. Not just because of me. Because of you and your faith and your generosity and your willingness to go where very few churches have gone before. Because of you. 
We are supporting the Ark Children's Home of Thika Town on a monthly basis where 31 children that have literally been rescued and picked up from the slums of Africa, particularly in and around the Nairobi area. Babies that were born and discarded, thrown away in the slums because of you. We get to support monthly the Ark Children's Orphanage. And we get to see those 31 kids and many, many more as more come. And then we release others after we give them a Christian education. And and we release them because of you. Because of you, we're living out what the Bible says in James. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after the what? Orphans and the widows in their distress. And to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. In 2015, because of you... We will start digging and installing deep water wells in communities that are dying from lack of clean drinking water. Because of you and what God is doing through Hope Rising, we are going to be able to dig deep water wells that Kenyans and Haitians will walk miles and miles, days of walking just to get to have clean drinking water because of you we are giving tens of thousands of dollars to Bohok Haiti and Kiria Kenya and will continue for the duration of hope rising these are the villages that we're asking you to consider go on a, going on a missions trip and because of you we are in discussions and negotiations with the Kenya government to purchase three acres of prime land in the area of Thika town which is on the outskirts, the suburbs of Nairobi, so that we can build a church and a Christian school and install one of those deep water wells. Will you pray for the discussions that we are having with the Kenya government? Because of you, church. Because of you. Reach, teach, and release is going out like never before. And I wonder today if you could just imagine what the next 13 years of New Hope Church could look like if we as a community of faith were to lock in to this vision and continue to do what we have done for the first 13 years. See, the beauty of our vision is that as God continues to unleash favor and anointing and growth on this church, what happens to the vision? The vision expands because the more people we reach and teach, guess what? The more people we what? Release throughout the world. Can you imagine what God can do with us? With us here at the Durham campus and with everyone at all of our other campuses as we go after this vision and we stay humble and we stay broken before Almighty God, can you imagine? Takes my breath away. So in a moment, we're going to sing two songs. It's it's how we're going to end today. And I, I think the campuses are singing the very same two songs. The first one we're going to sing is
Never once. Remember that one? Never once have you left us all alone, God. God is faithful. Amen? And I tweeted this earlier this week. I don't even know if this will be able to come back to me, but I tweeted something like this. Why is it that it is so easy to look back and see that God has been faithful, but it is harder to look ahead and know that he is able? Hello. Hello. Write that. Why is it that that it is easy to look back, not just on my life and the church's life, but on your life, is it not? Why is it so easy to look back and see that God has been faithful, yet it is harder to look ahead and trust that he is able? But never once, church, never once has he left us. Never once has he let us down. We're going to stand And we're going to sing that. And then after that, we're going to stand and we're going to sing our great God. We're going to look back at the fact that never once has he left us in this church. Never once has he let us down. He's always been faithful. But then we're going to look ahead and we're going to worship and celebrate our great God. Come on now. A mighty warrior. And I want to ask you unashamedly not to leave. How perfect that I read that that verse from... 1 Thessalonians, right? Remember when it says, do not what? Squelch the Spirit. Hey, by the way, at all of our campuses, at all of our campuses, I'm going to seize the moment. When you get up and leave church after the Word, and God's Spirit is hovering here and working, and our, our worship teams get up and lead us in worship, when you jet for the door, I think that squelches the Spirit of God. Come on and stay to the end. And you're like, but I won't beat the Baptist to the restaurant. Let the Baptist go to the restaurant. Let them go to their buffets. And you, you, you just follow them and you tip better than them or the Methodists or the prayer. I'm just kidding. You know what I'm saying. You do know, don't you, when we get to heaven, you do know when we get to heaven that, that we won't be divided up in denominational barriers. You, you do know this, right? You do know this. I feel the Spirit of God leading me to tell you a story since I'm out here on the limb in no man's land. You do know that uh, when a guy died, he went to heaven and St. Peter met him at the pearly gates and started to show him around. And he said, I didn't think I was going to get a tour of heaven. And St. Peter said, oh, yes, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to show you around. Here's a first-class tour of heaven. And they turned one corner of heaven, and there was a group of people, and they were getting up and down, up and down. I mean, he said, who's that, St. Peter? He said, oh, that's the Catholics. Walked a little bit farther, and there was another group of people over here, and they were, they were stiff. Starched shirts, starched ties. Almost look like they starched their underwear, if you know what I mean. He says, St. Peter, who's that? He said, oh, that's the Presbyterian. Presbyterians. Went a little bit further, got about three-quarters of the way through the tour, and there was a group over there partying, man, drinking, celebrating. He said, who's that? He goes, oh, that's the Methodist. <laughs> oh, no, it gets better, it gets better. Went a little bit further, a little bit further, and then way, way, way back in the corner, there was a group over there. He said, St. Peter, who is that? St. Peter said, shh. 
that's the Baptist and they think they're the only ones here. <laughs> if you're a Baptist, you come from the Baptist church. Peace, brother. I love you. I love you, sister. It's all good. It's all good. But you, just like me, we ain't got it figured out. We're just a bunch of beggars trying to tell another beggar where to find bread. We're going to sing two songs, and I ask that you don't leave. A few weeks ago, well, actually, it's not a few weeks ago. Time starts to run together. A few months ago, I was standing with my director of finance at a funeral for her father. And most of you know this. If you're new around here, you might not have heard me talk about this. But, like, I love old churches, and I love cemeteries. I love all churches. Like, that's why our vision is to release fully devoted followers and other churches to the glory of God. So I just kind of have a little fun with denominationalism. You need to know my heart. I love all churches. And my kids, they have to put up with me. We're riding down the road. We see a pretty church. I'll do a U-turn. I love to go. I love to sit in parking lots of churches. I love to sit in cemeteries. That, that freaks my daughter out. She just cannot understand. But I, it reminds me of my mortality. It reminds me of what's important in life. I, I love old churches. And as I'm sitting there with Patricia Coleman at our Sanford campus. We weren't at the Sanford campus. We were at her dad's church. But she's the director of finances here at New Hope Church. She's on staff. And as I'm standing there, and I wasn't presiding over the funeral, by the way. His pastor was. And I'm just sitting there, and we're in the cemetery. We have moved from the church to the cemetery. And it's one of those beautiful sunsets. And something about this church and the tree. And I just pulled out my phone, and I snapped this picture right here. I want you to. I want you to see this beautiful little country church. And as I sat there, I started to think about life. And then I started to look at those tombstones. And yeah, I was daydreaming. I wasn't listening to what the pastor was saying. Sorry, forgive me. I started looking around at the tombstones. And as I stood there that day, I noticed that between the birth dates of the deceased and their final day on planet earth there is this dash have you ever thought about the dash between one's birth and one's final day on planet earth i once i once heard a pastor speak at a funeral about that dash he was burying a friend he referred to the dates on her tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of her birth and spoke of the second with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between the years. For that dash represents all the time that she spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved her know what that little line is worth what matters is not how much we own the cars the house the cash what matters is how we live and love when we're living out the dash if we could just slow down enough to consider what's real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and appreciate more. And love the people in our world like we've never loved before. 
If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remember that this special dash might only last a while. So when your eulogy is read, beloved, and your life's actions to rehash, will you be pleased with what there is to say about your dash? I think you will. I think you're well on your way. And what my heart told me to say to you today, if you're a new hoper, if you're new here, welcome. We're so glad you're here. But if you're a new hoper, if you're engaged in the ministry and the ministry of this church in any kind of way, if you support this church and you honor God with your tithe, and this is your home, these are your people. If that's you, I think you're doing a great job with your dash. I, I think... I think you're doing better than you probably think you are. To which I just wanted to say, well done. Because of you, reach is going out all over this world. And the world is a better place. Because of you. Because of you. We get to teach the Word of God, and not just me, but other teachers at all age levels throughout this movement. Because of you, the Word of God is going forth. And the world's a better place. Because of you, we get to release new hopers to live out their God-given destiny. And the world's a better place. Well done. Because of you. Well done. Father, we give you thanks. God, I give you thanks. For every single new hoper. For the staff. For the volunteers. Again, for my wife, because of these beautiful, beautiful people, the world's a better place. And I know we've got so far to go, but God, you're using our dashes. You're redeeming them and you're doing something beautiful. You're taking the ashes of our lives and you are indeed building something beautiful. Thank you, God. I thank you. And I thank this beloved community of faith becoming known more and more as New Hope Church. Be with us now, God, as we rise to our feet and we worship and we celebrate you for 13 years. Be with us, O oh God, as we rise to our feet and we dare to dream. We dare to imagine what you could do with us in the next 13. Thank you that you've called us here, God. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. Because of you, Lord God, we get to do this. In Jesus' name we pray.
And all of God's people at all of our campuses declared together with a strong amen, amen, and amen. Stand to your feet. Let's worship God today. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at newhopenc.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org and our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. We hope you'll join us next week. God bless and thank you for being a part of our church family.